That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We'll start off by being like, secret of the show is we never want to get too in-depth of uh, fun conversations we could miss out on. So I think Brooke and I have been like, just hit record. And then we'll talk about <laughs> dis- disgusting aprons, which we were, we were just talking about. Yeah. But um, I had a flashback to like, if you ever have a cold like and you and then it's just like cough drop wrappers and god knows what else like saving your life getting you through a shift oh yeah oh my god all Ugh. kinds of stuff and then yeah i remember i think this is my recollection if your apron was filthy enough they would charge you for a new one oh and they're oh. like they're like there's there's just no coming back, you know? Okay, this is not a high-quality uh, cotton. It is yeah. now uh, stained forever. There's no wash in it. You need a new one. Really I, gross. Just covered in ranch dressing and... I mean, that's like a that's like a shame bell-like moment, right? Mm-hmm. When you're just like, you're like, you're like shame belled back to the manager's like office, windowless office, to pay for your own new apron because you're so gross. <laughs> I know. I feel like it was actually a statement because I was insubordinate for sure. A girl, that's what it what it came down to is is <laughs> you would like be back out on the floor with a new work shirt, you know, like your pullover, <laughs> your your um what are those called? Like they're like jerseys. Yeah, your polo. Huh. Like your, your, yeah. your polo shirt. Your, your polo, polo shirt. Polo shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because it was fresh out of the plastic wrapping, it had just like two creases yeah. right down the middle of it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm the one who doesn't clean her work uniform. So here we are. Spent half of my paycheck to get a new work uniform. Welcome to Sidework Podcast, you guys. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Joining us this week, friend of the podcast, amazing editor and journalist, Gwyneth Stewart is here. Hello. Excited to have her. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And again, she's in our Applebee's Hall of Fame. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're our you are our third. No, like fourth or fifth, I swear is to it? God. Really? Oh, yeah. We are legion. I was sure. going to. You said you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Even if it's not the topic that someone wanted to come on and talk to us about, Andrew, they would always That's slip true. in like they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. But I also did like two years time. It's I served two true. years at Applebee's and. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot to squeeze out of everybody. Everybody everybody just spills once we get them rolling. They're just like, and I also worked at an Outback Steakhouse for six months and was yeah, you know, it all just comes out. There's there's a lot going on with the Apple Gang. I feel like we've had enough of a cross section of of people who proudly worked there or stayed for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, y'all are cut from a different cloth, a, a nice stiff apron cloth, I might say. A nice filthy apron cloth. Yes, <laughs> I am super super proud of having worked there. I met my best friend in the entire world there when we were in college. Um, and we have decided that it was in reality, didn't seem like it at the time, the best job we ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it brought you together. So how could you not have like the most fond memories, even in the shittiest moments? Um, yeah, but before we jump into that, let's just get a little business done up front. You guys. Hey, Hey guys. Thank you for liking and subscribing. If you haven't liked or subscribed to the show, please do it. Please smash those five stars. I think it's been a minute since we've requested that of anybody, Brooke. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I've been working on a new show where our host is absolutely trying to get trying to get people to uh, subscribe. And uh, he's just gone in on the new term, smash that sub. And we all hate him and love him for it. But I'm going to co-opt it and say, come on, guys, smash that sub. And I mean, you can picture it however you want to picture it. Yeah, it's a very abso- I keep bizarre thinking term. like that. Like Jersey Mike's is going to pick up on that and <laughs> steal I know. it. Uh, uh, yeah, Me absolutely. Too. Other than that, we are you know always looking for more of those server submitted stories, which we'll probably emphasize a few more times during the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we love them. We love them. Andrea, uh, how is the Peloton going? Oh man, the Peloton's fucking great. I am not. It's it sucks, but it's great. Like I it's it, I've never been this sweaty. I haven't been this sweaty in a really long time. I'll say that. Yeah. Like even <laughs> with boot camping and dancing my face off, uh, which I do miss doing that. But I think it's great. And I'm definitely like drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit when it comes to like which instructors I'm liking and more than anything I'm super picky about the music I will say as a music snob as I'm sure you ladies would be as I'm sure a lot of people are out there um yeah I can't can't just I can't just like bike to any old song you know for sure and we talked about this but you have like the most essential component which is central air conditioning. It's very true. Right. I do. I am very lucky to have central yeah. air. We did talk about, and it's a hundred fucking degrees today, it's by the way, crazy in today, Los yeah. Angeles. Um, we talked briefly about putting it in the garage and turning the garage into like a home gym where there is no central AC. No. And that is a, it's a bad idea and it's fine where it is. Actually, it looks fine. And on top of the central AC, I also need like a big fan blowing on me mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, and then but it feels like you're zooming down the road. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I did. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been hard and <laughs> I'm showing you guys this. I just got a muscle scraping tool in the mail today. Um, so I'm learning how to do body gua sha, which is much different. It's essentially where you bruise your whole body to break up scar tissue and fascia. So I'll be incorporating that into my Peloton life at the same time. Wow. Damn, I've not heard of that. 
It's ancient. It's ancient. <laughs> ancient <laughs> medicine and wisdom. Yeah. So it's good. I'm just I'm just trying my best. Let's just say, let's just say that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm almost I'm two and a half weeks on Weight Watchers, getting up and exercising every day, staying in my point range, drastically reducing my drinking, like incredibly reducing it. Guess what? I've lost zero pounds. So I don't know what the fuck. It's it's a real bummer. I this I have to ask, <laughs> what color plan are you on? Blue. I don't think it works for me. I'm blue. I'm on Weight Watchers too. It's it used to work for me. I think a lot of pandemic. I don't know what's going on. It's all good, but I'm telling you, when I did like even just changing one of those things in your life would help someone wiggle off at least two pounds. And I mm-hmm. did three. And I feel I feel mentally great, which I'm like all about, which is yeah. amazing. But nothing fits better, looser. The number ain't budging. And uh, I have some to lose. I'm not like that weird person. I think it's just I'm older. Hormones are wild. Mm-hmm. I just got off a long, long standing um, daily antidepressant, which I've heard, you know, can fuck with everything um, once you decide to go off of it. And Whatever. I'm probably going to just have to start shredding on that. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it, that's, that's what you have to do. You have to fucking shred. You have to flip tires and shit now. I don't you have like to do like, stuff. I know it sucks. <laughs> the strength training, the hit shit. You have to like body, use your body weight and it sucks oh. so hard, but that's how it works. That's the one thing about the Peloton. We've turned into a health show. By the I way. know, <laughs> but I'm sure <laughs> like, and that I, as much as like, it's so cardio driven, like I, I have to remember to not do that all the time because I'm going to see zero fucking results on it. You know what I mean? I will mm. a little, but if I really want to make a change and we all do, you have to like kick your ass on strength training. I know. Fine. Yeah. I know. All right. I know for sure. Just, or we know. just all go back to waiting tables and like lifting 50 pound things above our head for eight, eight hours. You know, let's bar back. I bet you could get fucking shredded bar back in a busy bar so dude i used to work at a bar where the ice machine was in the basement yep so it was up and down stairs Mm -hmm. too big buckets that is Mm -hmm. that's a crossfit challenge right there i was gonna say restaurants were the original crossfit you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. totally working in a restaurant it was also a terror challenge because whenever you would go down in the basement to get ice, someone would turn the lights off on you. Oh God. We've heard prank stories like this before, which yeah. sometimes ends in people just like fall downstairs and really hurt themselves and then have it's to go to the safe. urgent care in the middle of their shift. <laughs> no, it's not good. Oh, Let's move into some headlines. Let's move away from uh, our health, I won't say woes, I'll say challenges. They're not woes. <laughs> I'm having a health awakening, shall we call it? <laughs> I a love health it. Rec- I- a reckoning, um, which is fine. I'm 42 years old and loving it for like <laughs> one more one more month and then I'm 43. God damn it, where did this year go? Anyways. Aww, I love Ugh. it. Jesus Christ. Well, Andrea, this one and Gwyneth too, this made my heart. So happy this headline that I found. Um, as of today, crockpots are officially 50 years old. Nice. I am surprised they're not older than that. So I guess I know that's what I thought too, but it was 
an invention, a culinary invention that landed on, you know, the general population in 1971, which you do think about like that time and place, like, okay, okay, of course. Like you're thinking of, I think what we're all thinking of is the 1950s housewives who have had the time Mm -hmm. to make the roast and put it in the oven all day. Yeah, like the microwave is out already. Things like Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Totally. And God, this article gave me all the most wonderful feels um, about just the history behind it and how these like two women were tasked with very scientifically coming up with all of the wild crockpot recipes that would come with in the handbook with your crock pot that you know damn well your grandmother and your mom you know always had simmering at some at their house over the holidays or a weekday or whatever but it's like I don't know how y'all I grew up in a crock pot household yes I I live in one currently yes Uh, we just (laughs) used our crock pot last week to make something pot roast amazing Yes, it's so I don't know. I I really really suggest checking out this. It's um it's an NPR article or maybe it's not, but if you look it up, it just be like Crock-Pot 50 years ago um invented in Kansas City. It was sort of like this Perfect. Um, oh, right, exactly. Um they had made other, you know, kitchen items such as the juice mat and the knife mat, you know, just every <laughs> So funny, but it was initially introduced as a um, as just a bean pot to make like mm-hmm. a traditional Jewish stew over the weekend, you know. And when they were like, "Yeah, they didn't really catch on," and then all of these like avid women who were like fantastic in the kitchen were like, "We're gonna take this for a weekend and see what this baby can do aside from beans," and then realized it could break down kind of like classic Kansas City like brisket, you know, basically take inexpensive cuts of meat, let it low and slow all day and suddenly you've got a yummy affordable dinner that's waiting for you when you get home. Absolutely. Yeah, and so- not having to have um a a gas burner on all day, right? That's what I'm right. saying. Huge, like you can't leave that unattended. And here's the thing: you can just yeah, yeah. set it. I mean, yeah. I grew and up forget in, it. I grew up in a dual income household. My parents, everybody was gone all day. My mom didn't get home until way after we were done. There were many times where she was basically like. When you get home, like you need to turn the knob from like high to low. Yes. (laughs) I woke up every morning to violent. So my parents are famous for communicated, (laughs) communicating only through three by five note cards and Sharpie. I would wake up to just a pile like on the floor outside my bedroom door, you know, and it would always be directives of like empty the dishwasher wake up your brother like all this shit and it one of them was always turn down the crock pot because my mom (laughs) probably get at high heat in the morning when she left at 6 a.m my lazy ass would you know be up around 8 9 a.m maybe in the summertime something like that and so basically and then i get calls all day on the landline did you turn down the crock pot did <laughs> did you turn down the crock pot and be like, yeah mom um but <laughs> but ours was our purpose was, you're supposed to be able to just leave it right you you can't set it and forget it when you've got a piece of shit teenager who won't <laughs> right. leave home it's true I mean, that's um, what I would, I would probably be like, what are you not even, I thought you were even supposed to touch this thing. God. <laughs> that's what I would probably I'm said. Like, <laughs> I'm envisioning the summer when I sold Cutco knives too. So I was probably like, mom, I'm a businesswoman. I think you should lay off. 
sold precisely yeah. one paring well, look, knife the I have entire time. <laughs> I have a suitcase full of knives, so maybe you should like back up. Um, what I color? Mean, our fa- our family crock pot was brown. I didn't have the classic one that I'm looking at. That is like the ivory color with the like the Dutch blue. Ours was green Sorry. with like we had a green one, avocado colored, as they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it was, beautiful. It was, Amazing. And I think I'm sure there's I'm sure people are collecting these. I'm sure they're coveted like original crock pots. They're, they probably last forever, right? Mm-hmm. What is so like there's nothing really faulty. Like the thing doesn't go turbo like a pressure cooker, right? Yeah, it's just like mm-hmm. it's just exactly. like a hot plate inside a, a holder, and then you have your ceramic. Yep, mm-hmm. a beautiful ceramic holder. I also it thinking about this too, like this gave me feels for like, can you all think of like dive bars that will bust out the crock pot that oh, they've had yeah. for like years on end and have like their glug or their mold wine or God forbid, maybe some Swedish meatballs that they'll serve you. I mean, yes, dive bars for sure. And even like, um, you know, other customers doing like a, who would like, they have a Sunday gathering mm-hmm. every winter or during football and everybody brings their own crock pot into the bar and they Big plug in it Chicago, in. right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. For sure. And in the South, there was always, um, boiled peanuts behind the bar oh, in a crock man. pot. And nice. oh, it's always on. Amazing. I love, I love that. I, I love the idea that it's just someone's like, I brought the power strip, Marty. Everyone bring your <laughs> crock pots. Space them out. Make your hot dish. Get in line. Um, it, it is just, it's a very warm, fuzzy feeling. And so shall we toast the crock pot? Toast. With whatever to, we have? Here's to Yay. crock pots. To crock pots. Gwyneth, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, um. One of these here Target brand sparkling waters. Beautiful. Oh. Got a tropical cherry. It's nice. tasty. That sounds I love it. good. In my Olivers. Um, oh, see? I love it. Omaha, Nebraska. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> we have. We do have an Omaha connection. Yep. I, I love which that. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Which we always love. Oh, I love that. So we could always talk about. We can all talk about Omaha restaurants together at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. I know so many of the good ones closed though. It's such a bummer. All the old steakhouses and all the cool stuff. I know. Um, next (laughs) let's move on. Brooke, you found this amazing article. It's it's short and sweet and it's it's ticking so many fall boxes for me and Halloween boxes. So this season, uh, Hidden Valley Ranch is selling treat sized ranch packets for Halloween. So they're offering up new limited edition <laughs> treat size packets of their ranch that you could give out this year instead of candy. Or they're saying at your Halloween, you know, your Halloween party. Don't tell me what to do. First of all, Hidden Valley Ranch. I'll decide what I'll do with the packets when I buy them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is an interest. And they even come in a bag that looks just like a candy bag. It's like a spooky bag with a jack-o'-lantern on it. It's too much. And the the actual package is shaped like a little bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch. Yes. So um we'll 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 break this down in a minute. Uh I'm now realizing <laughs> I was very uh I was very taken by what I was looking at was the in like the whole bag you get, you know, when you get the whole bag like at Target or CVS uh-huh. with all the minis in it. Uh-huh. I thought that was 
the packet itself. So I was picturing it like, oh, are they giving out the powder mix so kids can go home and make their own <laughs> ranch dressing? This this is beyond crazy. But now economically, see- it does make more sense to give out the powder pack. <laughs> And then you just give some mayonnaise packets with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a project. But now I see, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this. I wish this photo had been bigger. Now I see, you're right, they're little individual, probably one Mm -hmm. tablespoon of delicious Mm -hmm. ranch dressing that you're, are you going to be that house in the neighborhood? Are you going to be that house? (laughs) I'm just giving out ranch. I think I it's really better than raisins. To. Ranch over raisins, ladies. I'm yes. gonna say that. Yes. Is yes. that a is that new merch? Ranch over raisins? <laughs> Unless I'm having like actually I'm like actually if I got ranch and raisins, all I would need is some sunflower seeds and I can make like a delicious salad. It's the only time I'll eat ranch first or raisins on a is on a salad. But uh, I I uh, it's a lot. I, I love I, I feel that like they're this like, is trouble. Trouble. I was like, what are you, the vaccine where you're like, we're not getting to the young population quick enough. <laughs> like, let's use, like, what are you doing, Henry? This makes me want to take a spinoff. I have been all pandemic collecting Heinz ketchup packets because they are <laughs> commodities, mm-hmm. right? Because there's there's been a ketchup shortage. So are we going to also be the house that will give you single serve Heinz ketchup packets and be like, this one's for your mom and dad, kid. All right. You know, you'll thank me next time you're out to eat. I just imagine, I mean, if someone, I just imagine kids like, like housing these, like tearing them open and like sucking them down or just like putting them all over cars, just like ranch on cars all over the neighborhood. (laughs) They're not going on food either way. They're being squirted directly into little maws they're or gonna, they're being yeah kids are gonna like put them on their baby ruth and like see how it tastes you know I, <laughs> we're gonna have some it's like uh it's like this devil's night brought to you by hidden valley ranch <laughs> <laughs> my ranch is covered in ranch i oh. love the idea of getting the next generation hooked on ranch though i just feel like it's super not necessary in the South, we had just a lot of ranch in our school cafeteria. So we were like, you know, like hooked right away. I've never, I'm not, you know, I think when I was younger, I'm now I'm like, give me blue cheese. Now I need, now I want that, that tangy, tangy blue cheese dressing. If I had to choose, if there was like a rival, you know, and I feel like those two rival each other solely for the wing consumption. That's where I, that's where I land. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. But um, good for you. I'm curious to see what other brands are going to get in on this. Like, you know, just individual packets of honey. Ooh, what a <laughs> sweet treat for all the Los Angeles organic children. I you think know? that like, we can guarantee that like Eric Andre will be giving these out as his house at Halloween, though. I sure shit hope so. <laughs> uh, w- y'all, uh, let us know your feelings about this. Uh, I know people... <laughs> I understand, like, one of our partner podcasts on the network, uh, In Your Mouth Pod, like, Michael Munoz is a, like, people wear ranch merch. Like, they fucking love ranch. They're ranch heads. Um, And let's not forget that they did mention that the Hidden Valley Ranch costume, which they are now selling for $40, is basically, as you can imagine, a mostly polyester, just over the head, one size fits all (laughs) bottle of ranch, which you can, you know. 
do a walk of shame home in the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's going to get you laid is what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my God. Uh, Andrea, before we move into the meat of the show, if you will, should we do some server? Oh, submitted stories? Stories. That's what they're. Okay, uh, yeah. Let's do it. First story this week, guys. Uh, it's actually it's two 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 stories. One one writer. Is that correct, Brooke? Yeah, it's a two for. Yeah. It's too far. Here we go. I have two stories to submit for your consideration. The first came to me as I was listening to the Refire Cocktail Culture, which is awesome. Reruns still spark memories and bring in stories. We should do it more often, Brooke. More vacations. I, I you, you know what I say? I, I think the I think the repost keeps them honest. If they're like just gleaning new information for the first time, are you listening that carefully? You know? <laughs> If you're only gaining information the second time around, I think you better work on your listening skills. That so was this is a test. Three weeks of crazy research I did on those 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 cocktail sh- culture shows. All right, so, so this is a retail story that deals with racism. I was a retail manager for a small pet supply company outside of Chicago and working a typical shift where I didn't have enough payroll to adequately staff the store. My badass stock team member, Alberto, was coming out of the back room from receiving a delivery and sees an older woman looking over at our overwhelmingly large selection of dog food and asks, is there anything I can help you with? The woman initially not looking, uh, not looking that someone had asked a question said no. Then she looked Alberto uh, over from head to toe and replied, actually, do you do lawn work? Uh, he said no and excused himself to the back room. Alberto came to me after the fact to share his experience and I was apologetic for his experience and joked that at least since she was old, she will die soon. And her terrible racist attitude, a cement, a sentiment I shared more than I want to admit. Um, yeah, we were both amazed by the blatant racism that this was and that this was pre 2016 before we knew the full extent of how shitty people were willing to be in public. So that's <laughs> crazy. That's that's a, so gross. Right. Where it's just like oh, that mind uh, set that someone occupies, which it just goes to show how just little exposure people have when it's like oh. you're in a pet supply store, ma'am. Right. You know, like I can sort of like if you were picking up like. Land at a nursery, picking up a ton of grounds, keeping flowers, like maybe in that element. If you saw someone who worked there, you could be like, do you also happen to do yard work? But like mm-hmm. any situation really outside of that, that is just like such an unnecessary, like, yes, of course, a lot of um, migrants and, you know, perfectly legal and it, it, I get it. In Los Angeles, it is a very, like, Hispanic-dominated profession, you know? But anywhere outside of that, to just assume someone's got a pair of hedge clippers and a fucking leaf blower on them at all times? I mean, not to, you know, be an ageist, but old people are racist as fuck. Old white people. I know, but what... It made me wonder if this was a microaggression mm-hmm. or if this was I'm really just a fucking idiot totally 
Yeah. You or know, just say and what there's I want. plausible deniability, like, right. you know, just like, oh, well, I didn't know. I was just wondering. It's just yeah. a question. It's yeah. like that you would not ask anyone else if their skin was not brown. You know, you just wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that there are people who, you know, I'm picturing this type of person who leave their houses on a daily basis to take people down a peg. <laughs> like, yeah, that is why they have left the house that day. So absolutely. They're like, my, I'm so sad and my life's so terrible that I have to go put it on somebody else today. But to be fair, he did say the words, is there anything I can help you with? (laughs) I mean, true. (laughs) Learned his lesson, I hope. I hope. Just stop being (laughs) polite and doing your job. It does not pay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Retail boundaries. That's what we have to come up with. Oh, oh, fuck. Good God. What? Okay, so he goes on and says, the other story I have is from my time working the drive-thru for a fast food taco place that everyone knows. Bell ring. Do you think? <laughs> we'll, we'll call it Capital Taco. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> One of the many weekend nights of my teenage years, I was working the drive-thru for a closing shift and someone pulls up basically right after 2 a.m., which is when we close. I was finishing off the drinks for our very last customer of the night when this person pulls up to the menu. As the jarring donkey bray of our drive through alarm goes off, I holler back to the prep line to check if, in fact, we could maybe squeeze another order out. See, this is someone like trying to do someone a solid. But since it was 2 a.m., the prep line had already started breaking down the tables. So I got on our intercom and I said, sorry, we close at 2 a.m. To which the most likely drunk customer replies, but the lights are on and I see you're waiting on someone else. To which I reply, I'm sorry, but we're closed. They've already started packing up the food for the night. The customer starts yelling something rude and incomprehensible in this in the distorted drive through speaker. And then my badass manager, Brian, comes over knowing exactly what was going on and grabs the mic and just starts loudly grunting, going, I don't even know how to do this. It's like <laughs> pig, pig, like suey noise, like... <clears throat> like i don't even i'm so sorry about the noises i just made like maybe like that into the microphone mocking the customer they're screaming incomprehensibly the manager is grunting like a pig through the drive drive through speaker at them so needless to say this did not help things as I was giving our last customer their drinks, the person behind them once again started yelling about not being able to get out of the drive-thru because I guess their car must not go in reverse. <laughs> they then drove over the rather high curb to harass some other unfortunate fast food worker the next door over. And the customer who I was handing off their drinks yelled back, that's why your car's fucked up, bitch. Um, I felt a <laughs> little justified in that moment because another customer actually sided with me in the drive-thru. I guess as they say, I felt seen. Okay, thank you for the hours of entertainment. Godspeed and good, no great tips. From Johnny Disco. Nice name. We like that name. We like that name. Guys, you have to go politely into that dark night when it's it's after 2 a.m. with the drive-thrus, you know? They've put up with a lot of shit. They've seen a lot of terrors. You know, the night is dark and full of the night is long and full of terror whatever the saying is yeah it's time to find a 7-eleven it's time to microwave a hot pocket at that point you know sleep it off i i like that we talk so much about people walking into a restaurant 
right when they're about to close, but we've never had a story specifically about a fast food restaurant. And I mean, that's drive through at closing. (coughs) That's when you can literally, which we're going to get into, throw the corporate handbook at them. Be like, that's the rules. That's what Mr. McDonald up top says. You know, it's over. One hundred percent. Just to be like, oh no, no, like there are cages that literally clamp over <laughs> the fryer. Like we don't. It's the it's the people up at the top. <laughs> they hit a button and everything disappears mm-hmm. down a chute. Mm-hmm. They don't want mm-hmm. people who are hungry to have any leftovers. I I would love to give you something, you know. But it's- uh, I love it, and I also love a moment. I love when customers like have your back and rally with you for the shitty customer. It's my favorite. Uh, The only reason I guarantee you that the person ahead, you know, made it with like one minute left to go. Absolutely. Also probably a drunk and incomprehensible person, but they were happy and filled with camaraderie because they got their fries and their little, you know, yummy tacos or whatever they had. And then at that point, they're like, I'm on your side. If they'd been cut off, they would have probably started a (laughs) mutiny with the Mm -hmm. other person behind them and they would have been pelting stuff at the drive through window. (laughs) It has to be really tough, like, on a weekend night to call it, to be like, you are the last car. Like, there will be no more after this. Like, it has to be a a nightmare. Well, and that's the end of your shift, and you you made it. And then, like, the most annoying part starts. Mm -hmm. It really does. Now, there is something to be said for that very narrow lane you get in to go through the drive-thru where it's, like, the raised curves and then a building on the other side where people can't easily get out and come get you, (laughs) which is really nice. Um, I, I do think there's a bit of a Darwinism thing going on. This is obviously terrible, but somebody killed themselves in the drive-thru by accident, off themselves because they dropped something, tried to open their door a crack, bend <gasps> over and no. get it through the no. thing. The car, yeah, the car rolled and they pinned themselves between like the building and their car and like broke their own neck. Like worst nightmare to die in. Like a really embarrassing way like that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. So well. <laughs> Just go home and make the hot pocket, folks. On that note, Beautiful. if you have any server submitted <laughs> stories to send our way, <laughs> drive through, death related or not, uh, send them over to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before we get into the topic of the day, Gwyneth, let's, let's hear about you and your history 
I know we talked a little bit about Applebee's, which is, you know, why we mm-hmm. have you on because we are going to get into like corporate, you know, franchise restaurants. But let's get to know Gwyneth, shall we? Shall Hi. We? Yeah. What can I tell you? Tell me what to tell you. Where, mm. what was your, where did you start in the service industry? Yeah. yeah and you keep mentioning job. the South. I mean, oh. so is, is that okay. spill the tea? I feel like it's controversial South because it's Florida. And some people are like, that's not the South, but it is. I feel like uh, North Florida is the South. It's mm-hmm. official. <laughs> I've called it and I'm sticking with it. Good for you. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Florida. I think my first job in the service industry was actually at seafood restaurant. That was, I mentioned this to you guys. I worked at a seafood restaurant, um, serving lots of fried fish and ice really, really, it was just with me all of the time. It was in my hair, it was in my clothes. Um, it was very popular. You can't wash that stink out no matter like how heavy duty a wash you put the clothes on. No, nope. It always smelled like that. My Applebee's uniform was essentially like that too. Um, but, uh, yeah. Then after that, I worked at a bagel place. I worked at a pizza place. Um, my time at the pizza place actually coincided with my, um, you know, like early experimentation with drugs. And, um, it was amazing. Like I was stoned just like all the time. I think that's like, that's, it's, it's right in there. the handbook. If you work at a pizza joint, it <laughs> must be high while working. I know only a few mishaps, like, you know, spilling water all over tables of old ladies and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> It was all good for stories. And then um, I tried very briefly to work in retail and then like immediately went back to service industry because that one's harder when you're stoned, you know, there's nothing to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Especially a Victoria's secret, which is where it worked. (laughs) I literally said this about someone uh, the other day where I was like, they're like the, like literally the only person I know who currently looks like or I said that they're the person who looks like they dress like the only person who's ever ordered the clothes from Victoria's Secret. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. Ah, uh, that's great. <laughs> I don't even remember. That's the thing. Okay, Victoria's Secret is the same situation with Applebee's where I honestly couldn't tell you why I decided to apply for a job there. Besides, yeah. it was like the first place I walked into. <laughs> and it was just and- like, oh, brand like strong brand recognition i understand yeah. yeah and with um applebee's it was definitely both i worked at two different applebee's um both of them located right off of highway exits and it was a thing where it was just like you know i worked at some independent restaurants the pizza place and it was like you know hit, shifts were hit or miss and like you kind of like there weren't really hit or miss shifts at an applebee's on the yeah. highway like just it was always, always like always pretty consistent yeah yeah it was pretty consistently crowded how old were you when you worked there were you in school were you not yeah I was I was in college so I got a job at Applebee's the summer that I came home after my freshman year of college I was in Ormond Beach Florida it was an exit that also had a Chili's and a Don Pablo's um, I think that both chili, well, Don Pablo's doesn't exist anymore, but I thought both were better than Applebee's 
culinarily. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I don't know why I picked Applebee's. I like really, really don't know why I did. I feel like the grass is always greener sometimes too. You know, maybe they maybe they felt that way about Applebee's. <gasps> maybe. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure when you all work on that highway off ramp cluster that mm-hmm. there's rivalry <laughs> between the staffs <laughs> and someone might be like, you know, I'm not getting enough shifts at the Applebee's off of this highway exit. I'm going to go see if the red lobster is higher. And they're like, Oh no, you won't. You're, you're Apple. You're an Apple head bitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. Or oh, have, no. um, have people infiltrate the other restaurants and then report back. Um, that would have been a pretty cool move. I mean, it's 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 like an office space when like Jennifer Aniston like goes into the other restaurant like yeah, in her exactly. and she was like she was like it's so nice in here like yeah nice. <laughs> I know I guess that's how I that's genuinely how I felt when I went to Chili's when I worked at Applebee's does does Red Lobster have tablecloths or am I fully imagining that I really don't know. Okay. <laughs> And I will say I've been to like Red Lobster like relatively recently. Okay, yeah, okay. unless it was like <laughs> like a like a once upon a time scenario, like way back Maybe. in the day. But in the not commercials, anymore. in the commercials, there are tablecloths. Yeah, probably <laughs> they serve a Bloody Mary with a shrimp hanging out of it, and I absolutely right. love it. And, so. and and that's kind of the theme, and we'll talk about is like we're really focusing on like restaurants that have commercials, nationwide commercials. Yeah. Which is wacky. So how long were you at Applebee's? I actually, I wish I could say, but I can't. I think it had to have been, it was, I'll say more than two years. Okay. But probably not three years. <laughs> <laughs> My life was a fucking blur, I swear. It's so weird. Like, Did you? 40, it's just like, whoa. Did you love it? You met your best friend there. So you guys we were a tight, a tight crew? We were a tight crew. It was a... um a real bizarre like cast characters i'm that here was, for it i'm here for it Ugh. that was like what we loved about it and it was like run i mean it was like absolute lunatics running the asylum situation um there was no one who was enough of an authority figure to control what was going on on the floor <laughs> Or on the line, it was, it was, it felt like there were times that were just total mayhem um, in such like a beautiful, beautiful way that just couldn't benefit the diners at all. <laughs> it must have been a really just terrible dining experience. <laughs> I mean, obviously it was busy enough that you guys were, I'm sure, fucking weeded and slammed a lot at, at, at a place like I, this. I still have night I still have nightmares about yeah weight mares as yep. we have as have called them for so long on this show it is uh, always that I I have a section but I don't know the table numbers so I can't physically enter orders to I the I never remember the floor chart so therefore mm-hmm. no table numbers are recalled and I am forever not remembering my code to get into mm-hmm. you know the POS yeah Oh. I'm just I'm just in the middle of a field and I have to go all the way back to the restaurant to put everything in, which I, well, it's reoccurring for sure. Yeah, um, what does it all mean? We should totally have a dream uh, interpreter on the show to interpret Waitmare's Brook. That would be 
or I think we could take it on ourselves. We can we can do some psychoanalysis uh-huh. and interpret <laughs> interpret their dreams. And I'm going like, to hypnotize you on air. <laughs> great. Um. So wait, but this to me, you know, like Applebee's especially because they're like a dime in a dozen. They are all over this beautiful country of ours. So like many, I'm sure it was a franchise, you know, or maybe it was a corporate headquarters. I'm not sure. I think that's what we. They are franchises, actually. Okay. I did. I did. I did do some research on it. Uh, Applebee's are franchises. They're independently owned. And sometimes you find like one person has one, but or, you know, you have a whole like it's like a it's like a different corporation that only does franchises does that mm-hmm. make sense mm-hmm. so the same person could have owned like all three of those restaurants at that exit and just monopolized that area like it's it's a very weird game um i will say in doing research that there are worldwide two over 2000 applebees worldwide and I, was, and I did the math that means you would pass an applebees every mile if you drive from los angeles to chicago Wow. <laughs> that is so crazy. Which is pretty. Andrea, thank you for thank you for the visual aid. That's too thank many you. Applebee's. It's it very a lot of Applebee's. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. It is yeah. too many. That I am not feeling good in the neighborhood if that were to be the case. Just like the 2000 stretch of Applebee's. Which, I you know, really think, you know, here's the thing. This is what I like. I heard some people earlier this week. It's not just on service industry podcasts, but like I heard other people just fully disparaging like SantaCon and all those crazy days where people all get dressed up in a matching costume. I'm like, fuck this. I think it's time to clap back and we get all the current and former Applebee's employees in America (laughs) to all gather on a designated day and just... I don't know what you would do, but you would get a red polo on and you would be like, no, I do not work at Target. I work at Applebee's. Thank you very, very much. I and- want, what would we call the day? I want to like bees knees. I want to use that as something. Ooh. I think that would be good. And just, and descend on your local Applebee's, you know, and I don't just know. Just tip it the feels- shit out of the people that work there yes. now. But make it like I'm, a fun, good-hearted, just just like reward. Yeah, former. Okay, we're brainstorming this live. Okay, former Applebee's employees all get together and storm a current Applebee's and treat the current staff super duper well and drink a lot of. Um, I know this is TGI Fridays, but mudslides. Um, <laughs> they I'm also sure. have mudslides at Applebee's. Okay, great. Great, great. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But their big thing is the Brutus. The Brutus is the very tall beer. Yes, Ooh. I do remember drinking those. You want to upgrade. You'll be mm-hmm. you'll get asked if you would like to upgrade on all the time, right? <laughs> oh yeah, and you're a fool. <laughs> Not to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay truly so no i'm all in but i also wanted to say with that idea of getting all of our you know former applebee's employees together they have i was reading about this today there are applebee's in florida this was not the case that the applebee's i worked at that have like after hours club nights with yes DJs and stuff yes like there are absolutely like and that has a lot to do with the fact that they are franchise not corporate so there are mm-hmm, a handful of Applebee's that straight turn into clubs after the kitchen closes down. Andrea, as long- 
Uh, Andrea and Gwyneth, also, if you want to write and brainstorm with us, you're officially invited to pitch a show with us. This is the kind of shit about servers and service industry life. Why we need to have a television show where we explore this shit, go to Florida, interview everyone, teach the, oh, this is giving me wild, awesome feels. Oh, yeah. I think it has to be so, so dark, but so singular. And I really think that would have been the thing that would have pushed me over the edge. (laughs) If I was in Applebee's, (laughs) had a fucking club night (laughs) to work. Oh my God. I would have gone in there with a machine gun with like <laughs> Rambo paint smear uh, all over my I face. I mean, they're also doing things like karaoke nights. It, 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 you know, it's not a bad idea to keep people in, keep people in drinking, keep the your, have your bartenders curate the night, like however they can to like put money in their pockets. This, um, this feeling that you get to be the customer, even though mm-hmm. you're being identified as an employee of the restaurant, but now it's your turn to be the customer. It's for us only. It's our club. Like, I would have been all about this hook, line, and singer. I would have never made it out of Florida. The, hot, hot, the hottest club in Fort Lauderdale is an Applebee's. Who knew? This is like a real Stefan moment. Um, but let, let's dive into a little bit of today's topic because we can we have so much to talk about here. You know, again, like I feel like, you know, we've talked about obviously like what it's like to work at a franchise, what it's like to work at a chain, but we've never really like gotten in and like talked about um, really, really specifics with it. So franchises versus corporations. So franchises are corporate owned stores and they're the result of a parent company's success and desire to grow. So this is almost like a mid-level marketing situation, if you will. Like you're buying into this company and it's like you get the store. They give you the bare minimum, right? Of everything. You get like how to train everybody and like what the uniforms are and all the recipes. And then you go from there and use your money as capital as the owner to open it. And then that's how a franchise works. Oh, where- like multi-level mm-hmm. marketing. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. What did I say? Got it. Multi- uh, mid-level. Yeah. Mid-level. I yeah, think we were right. mid-level management and multi-level Sorry. marketing. Thank you. Got it. And do you have to, do you have to give money to like a cut of what your restaurant is making to- I- it's franchising uh, uh, provides an additional source of capital. So I don't know. You might have dues you have to pay. I didn't go that mm-hmm. deep, but you're basically like you're buying. They're like, here's a prepackaged thing that you buy and then you go make money off of it. You're right. You're you're financing it up front. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. what I understand. And yeah. feel free. And you might own like a certain percentage of it. Like you might own like you know, you 60% of it and then they own the rest. And then like you have, you know, you can go from there, but Applebee's Chili's red lobster. Buca de Beppo is now a franchise. I don't think it used to be, but I looked it up today and they are. Thank you. Where, Where's your sorry. bell, bitch? It's right here. There we go. It's the Buca bell. <laughs> um, so corporate owned store helps to increase the parent company's profits and give the company's complete quality control. However, with a corporate owned store, the company also assumes all operational and capital risks. Corporate owned stores also require more support on the back end, including more head office staff to manage HR training and operations issues. So this is your cheesecake factory for sure. Your Starbucks and Cracker Barrel apparently is a corporation. 
Those which, would line a highway between states as well. One every so, mile. Yeah. But it would be south of the Mason-Dixon line. Well, um, I mean, I find just I, Starbucks way more. I mean, Starbucks literally do line everything now. They you know, They're so, everywhere. This is a thought about franchises versus the corporate locations of restaurants, which I was reading about this recently when McDonald's agreed to increase the minimum wage. That only goes for the corporate restaurants. Mm -hmm. The franchises can just be like, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that really, that is a really solid fucking point to bring up to, to know And that's a hard pill to swallow for people who don't realize stuff like that Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. that, you know, especially when it comes to like bigger cities and a lot of it is only bigger cities like they're that are dedicating to do it. Smaller Mm -hmm. towns, as we all know, because you can Google minimum wage by state and see which states a lot in the South that have not raised any 213 an hour. Mm-hmm. Since 1991, mm-hmm. as we all know, so crazy. That's the last time the minimum serving job uh, pay was 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 even touched, was even raised. So yeah, it it, it does suck. Um, but I think it, it's 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 interesting to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And I think you know when you see when you're talking about when it, like the inmates running the asylum, I think when mm-hmm. you know it's more of a fan franchise situation like that. That might have a little bit, you're like, oh, it makes a little bit more sense to me, mm-hmm. you know, because we all know like Cheesecake Factory and we will get into it a little bit. Cheesecake Factory is a fucking factory. If not, <laughs> like it is, I think it's super duper strict from what I've been reading up on. Like you wear whites like mm-hmm. a colt. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on, but getting into like working at a franchise or a corporation, I think for a lot of people, it, unless it's the Cheesecake Factory, it's a really good first job, like being a server. I think a lot of us, that, like honestly, I I think they're like you don't have any experience. Perfect, because we can. Train we're gonna you. Indoctr- We're gonna indoctrinate you. I'm using the word indoctrinate. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they have a certain way. They have a model on how to train you, so you're just putty in their hands. And you can do it's it's might even be better to be like, great, you will not be influenced by any other job or try and do anything any other way than the way we do it. And I think, you know, when you talk about these restaurants where like there's thousands of them everywhere, don't you just want to have the same experience at every Chili's you go to, at every Applebee's you go to? Like, you know the dish you want. You know how you want it to be. And you whether you're in Florida or Alaska, you're like, this is what I expect here, mm-hmm. which is crazy. <laughs> I will say, except for when you go overseas and like the McDonald's get real weird and regional, which is so fun and cool. But uh, yeah, my brother and my sister-in-law did a lot of drinking at the TGA Fridays, which is huge when we were in huge in Norway. They're everywhere. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they That's- got. They got asked to leave. They did get asked to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You can mark it and edit if you don't want to share that. No, I'm fine. I love that my that they got kicked out of a of of a TJ Fridays in Oslo. It's wonderful. I just you know people. what What did they do? I think they were just going a little too hard. You know, they're just going a little too hard. Mm -hmm. It was. It wasn't. It was jet really lagged. 
Yeah, you're jet lagged. You're on vacation. You're a little disoriented. We've all been there at a TGI Fridays in Oslo. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> I know. I bet there. Um, I bet the American version of going hard at a TGI Fridays seems like super fucking hard in Oslo. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. Like I think like- just like going hard in general because beers are like alcohol so expensive. Like so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, moving, moving on. Um. So yeah, I, I you just you work for the man if you work at one of these, and there's a way to do things. And I will say, if you guys high or not get on YouTube and just start searching for restaurant training videos because it is a, it is a time. Uh, I definitely watched one called like country kitchen where, and I will, if we can, we'll post a little bit of it on our feed. And it was basically like a half, it's like an old country buffet situation. You know, it's like you can order off the menu, but everybody's there for the buffet. Let's be honest. And it was basically like, you never would want anybody to see you in this schlubby outfit, which was, Gwyneth, a disgusting looking apron. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I think that, I think her hair was very disheveled and she had an oversized white t-shirt on that also had stains on it. And they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, don't look like that. And then, and then like, the, but the change was not that great. It was just a clean apron and a better fitting <laughs> white shirt. I was like, it's not like they turned her into a Cinderella. They just like, they just tightened her up a little bit, you know? I'm, it's like, yeah, keep their expectations realistic. I think that's admirable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think <laughs> going into a little bit of the Cheesecake Factory stuff, which is more uh, of the corporation stuff, like, you know, there's, I do love finding like insider like people like confess what it was like to work at the Cheesecake Factory. A lot of people say, and I know people that work there, it's one of the hardest jobs ever to train for because there's 20 pages of menu Mm -hmm. at this restaurant Mm -hmm. and you have to memorize every single item. You also have to serve a certain way. It's a two week long training you're super, you're just in it. You're just like, it's a boot camp essentially. Um, and then they have flashcards that they give you to like learn everything like allergens with gluten and dairy and nuts, all those things. And you can't, they're not going to send you out there to fail, which I can commend, you know? Absolutely. But it's, it's really vigorous. You wear all whites. You can't even wear, you have to wear white shoes, white pants. Everything's white. I would no thank you that is just so crazy because it makes me feel like the expectation is that you can never ever spill anything which or like but it's like a lot of the time it's not even your fault you're just in the line of fire of some other wild shit going on and so it's a very aggressively optimistic color to wear head to toe (laughs) Well, and they're even saying that, like, the crazy thing is, is that everything that you're taught as a server there is super intentional from how many pots of butter you receive with your basket to how much ice is put in your glass. That is all regulated corporate policy. Like the way that you present food, the way you carry a tray, like it's all been meticulously thought of. So that everybody's doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Gwyneth, what do you think they're trying to communicate to us when they're like, only this much ice? You know, I, I, 
Well, I specifically watched that Wendy's training video that like went viral a few years ago. And you really, really got the strong sense that this is all about cost savings. Mm -hmm. Like do not put too much soda in this cup. We will, like, we cannot afford, you know, like those pennies, like it must be this. Um, But I think that's like probably smart. I mean, I think if you go into it telling people that everything must be done this way, this way, this way, um, and they do it that way, like 50% of the time, then you're, you're in great shape. You're <laughs> in great shape. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, like, um, I mean, really be stringent and then, you know. I mean, I feel like these these restaurants should just be called the bottom line. You know, mm-hmm. that should just be their, their fucking restaurant name. Oh, yeah. That's I don't even remember like name. being trained at Applebee's. I swear. I'm telling like, you, it was like wild franchise. You guys were like the weird, you know, that term like the redheaded step kid where you're like mm-hmm. everyone. People, Everyone's like this Applebee's is funky. Like they just do things <laughs> a little different. They they serve filet fish from next door. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> I always thought Applebee's was like a weird mashup of like a TGA Fridays and Chili's too. I was like, who? Like, who are you guys really trying to be? Like, what are you, what do you are? Because it's the ribs were the big thing, right? I'm like fascinated by the lack of identity. Like, yeah. I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, well, because I was looking today and saw that they used to be called TJ Applebee's prescription for edibles and elixirs, which is the grossest oh. name for anything I've ever heard in my entire life. But it had like, you know, like at least it had a point of view sort of. And then it right. became Applebee's like neighborhood barn grill or whatever it's called mm-hmm. now. Um, but this, um, and but this is the, the thing. And it really, like this is all it is. Is just there's like shit on the walls that's mm-hmm. like supposed to be reflective of the area in which the it's the like restaurant old, old timey photos and brass railings and like big beers and Tiffany lamps. Like always, it's a lot of stuff to get dusty that no one's, <laughs> no one's gonna care enough to dust <laughs> did you dust your section <laughs> i'm not gonna let you check out unless you dusted your section okay oh, we can't we God. can't have another incident where a fucking dust bunny rolls off that tiffany lamp right into somebody's oh red bowl of clam chowder okay <laughs> I mean, we, if you don't know, we, you probably don't. We have uh, amazing stories written into us from an Applebee's. Um, crazy tales of sh- shenanigans uh, that did go down uh, at said Applebee's. And one was uh, someone, a server actually stabbing uh, through a woman's hand and then pinning it to the table because they, they were both seeing the same uh, gentleman. Mm-hmm. That, that did happen. That... Um... Definitely, definitely outdoes any of my stories. <laughs> we do. I do have a lover lovers quarrel. Ooh, oh, we're here for right it. Here, right here among among Applebee's um, servers. It was pretty rough. Pretty Feel rough free. Stuff. More details right now. It here was actually go. my best friend who was dating another one of the servers. Um, his name was Gordon. He was cute. He had like um like uh like all of his features were scrunched up on his face but like in an adorable way like a llama um (laughs) but he was like a really nice guy and they were dating and my best friend went over to his place um for his birthday to surprise him and found out like found him in bed with another one of 
the servers at Applebee's. Oh God, that's hot drama right there. It really was. It was so so intense. Did um, everybody have to work the dinner shift together later that night? <laughs> you know, I don't even remember like what it was like when they had to work together again. All I remember is the important part, which was that um, we vandalized his car. <laughs> with like it was like pretty serious we with ranch was- packets with yeah. a bunch of hidden <laughs> valley ranch packets the applebee's ranch i this is corporate 101 you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to bone each other like that's oh. in a lot of handbooks out there no fraternizing especially that's management but like i feel like a lot of corporate places and i'm sure it's for hr blah 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 like no 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 you know yeah, I don't think that you can keep um, like a bunch of young people who work at a restaurant together from porking. I think it's like impossible. <laughs> I They're gonna, to cook. Add, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yikes! It happens. It happens. Yeah, I want. I wanted do? to fuck. I wanted to fuck a cook, but I was just like, I don't know. The other waitress is just uh, a lot more. Um, she's moving in on him like a fucking SEAL Team Six level of. I'm like, I can't compete. This is crazy. This is already like I'm punching below my weight <laughs> class, and she wants it way worse than me. I'm not fighting for this like fucking felon, you know. But no, absolutely not. Yeah, I just kind of slid in there. He was not in high demand. He was extremely, <laughs> extremely tall, like upsettingly tall. <laughs> you exactly. A lot of the times, too, it's just like I think we all have sexual curiosities, and we're like, "Well, I've done a bunch of these types," and then like, mm-hmm. but the the back of house opens up a whole new world of body types, temperaments, For you sure. know, attitudes. It's stuff. That, and and I really do think there was a dynamic, and I don't know if this is true at all restaurants or just this particular Applebee's. So this is the one in Jacksonville, Florida, that I worked in while I was <sighs> attending classes at school. Um, it's the sexiest sentence I've ever heard. This is the Applebee's I worked at in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> there are, I think, definitely more than one. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like the dynamic was the like the cooks were kind of the cool kids because they kind of did like they controlled they controlled everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew it, and they were like they were mean to everyone, and that always is like a really great tool to use is just being really mean. Yeah, it's a turn on for many, many people. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Work for me. <laughs> so, so here's here's what I think that I uh, like working at a chain restaurant. Some people like this is and we're talking about again, you know, off an exit on a highway, small town. Sometimes an outback steakhouse is the hottest game in town. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? It's it's the fanciest mm-hmm. restaurant in the area and getting a job there could actually be cutthroat in areas like this because this is where all the fucking money is same with the suburbs i will say too for sure you know that might not have the you know culinary (laughs) meccas that we have come to know living in bigger cities you know Mm -hmm. so it is really interesting uh but what i don't like is like the mission statements of a lot of these places like applebee's like we're, we're your friendly neighborhood bar. When you're here, you're family. Like, you're home. This is your home. And it's all a fucking farce. <laughs> no, it's actually really gross when you think about it. That I know, I think Applebee's specifically, that they 
position themselves as a neighborhood restaurant like with pictures of like little little league teams on the wall it's just like wow it's just straight up cribbing from actual neighborhood restaurants Mm -hmm. um except with worse food it's just so funny it's so funny when you picture you know basically like the printer that prints off like a thousand of the same little league team to ship Wait. to each franchise to put in a frame Aww. on the wall. <laughs> You're sure. like, oh God. I hope that mm. the Applebee's like sponsor the little league teams. I'm sure that they have they do stuff. There's like Applebee's like sponsored teams out there. You know, I'm the I think that's the thing is the corporations, they do get back in little ways like that, not defending, but I do think you know, I hope that that's happening. But where they do fall flat is fresh ingredients. <laughs> For the most part, mm-hmm, for sure. um, I think, you know, a lot of things when it's prepackaged and you're buying this prepackaged thing, you're going to get a lot of pre-frozen things that come rolling oh, yeah. in off trucks. You know, a lot yeah. of frozen broccoli cheese soups. Oh, yeah. Everything. Artichoke spinnies dips. Bagged. Everything came bagged. No, we. I mean, we learned for especially for the newest iteration, it's essentially you know, those high powered microwaves that Starbucks puts, puts your weird little breakfast sandwiches in. That is the technology behind all Applebee's food. Now is the whole thing top to bottom, whatever it is, aside from, I'm guessing fried food, it's fryers or microwaves. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow they were still doing definitely still grilling things when I was there, which yeah. I also learned that I hop, acquired Applebee's recently Mm -hmm. it was like a huge acquisition so they are merged as a company where like I'm not gonna kick an IHOP omelet out of bed like at no way Jose oh well get get ready this Halloween season the mummy omelet so IHOP I learned also (laughs) goes all in and has a special uh Halloween menu for like six weeks so we can talk about that at some other time. Is the but. mummy omelet smaller than the daddy omelet and less <laughs> calories? Because that's where I would like it to be. Oh, oh my God. God. I resent. I resent that there's a food item called Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. And I always will. <laughs> you should. I I support you. <laughs> How are that. you about a, about a moons over my hammy, though? Are you, oh my are you god love we we used to use that as um a descriptor for people <laughs> i am moons over my hammy about that, that yeah, but like but like moons over my hammy over there is not um, gonna get another beer out of me tonight like i just remember my friend specifically saying to me that someone seemed like that was how she described them. Like they seem like they would order moons over my hammy at day. <laughs> that also that makes me feel like that made me laugh. <laughs> like when you're on public transportation too, I feel like being like moons over my hammy and that people would know to just scoot over one. <laughs> I don't know why. Then oh you would God. yell Rudy, Tootie, fresh and fruity. And they'd call the cops on you and you'd have to tell Absolutely. everybody in your neighborhood. You're a sex offender. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. I mean, some other falls of, of the corporations too. Like I, we just talked about the service is generic. The hourly wages are fucked. Um, you know, but some other things can really suck. I think monthly specials are the fucking worst that we just talked about a mummy omelet. We, and we've talked about it a little bit before red lobsters, bottomless feasts. Can you imagine like that month of I'm, your life? 
I am going in there without pants on and I'm just going to be like, tell me what I did wrong. Okay. <laughs> tell me. I think you just have to like put your head down and go as a server during like a bottomless feast or crab leg month at working at a red lobster or I, like football starts and there's endless winks. So I have, um, and I found an upside to like the bottomless basket of food concept that we had. It was like one night a week. I feel like that there was like, um, the special of like all you can eat riblets or all you could eat chicken fingers. Um, and the key was that you could feed yourself by just ringing in extra baskets of food. Wow. And then you'd go, I'd stash it like at like the little, um, station where all of the extra condiments were just, you know, snack on riblets and chicken fingers all night. Way to game the fucking system. You do. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. I did it. Were you you a honey mustard or a barbecue or a ranch girl? Or did you get all three sauces and kind of do your thing? I feel like I like to mix it up for Mm -hmm. sure. But the honey mustard was actually kind of good. And I really did. I didn't eat a riblet for probably the first year at um, that I worked at Applebee's because I didn't understand what they were. And I I don't. don't Can you explain? I was like. Teacher, I have a question. Um, They're what? small, like uh, flat bones. I really don't. I don't understand what part of what animal I come off of. I don't know. They're I very they're- strange, but they taste pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're just like part of it. If it's like a little portion of it, like a burnt end, if you will, maybe. Something like, yeah, something like that. But they're. Yeah, they're super not terrible. It was it was it's what they deemed like wasn't good enough to make it into the microwave. Now, now imagine this, which I'm sure happened to you a lot. It's a bottomless basket night and then the gift cards are laid down. Ooh, that's so rough. Mm hmm. Do they tip? Do they not tip? Do you work at a corporation where you can like use any of it for tip? Like it, it depends gift cards are fickle and abundant in the corporate world. Yeah, that definitely, they definitely could not use. I don't think you could tip with a gift card. And I think if people had gone out for the evening intending on tipping that way, then they absolutely would just not tip you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's something that was like, I tried. That's something that is falls squarely on the shoulders of corporations not understanding how your staff does the job for you because they make it so that if they were like, well, there's like $10 left and we meant for it to be for you, which I do think some people Mm -hmm. have absolutely with good intentions been like, we, we did our math so that this could be a tip for you. And then you're like, I don't get any of it. It stays on the card. And, um, that just goes to show, again, which we go on, you know, we got off on this topic all the time, but just the disconnect between what a server's job actually is and how we make our money versus how mm-hmm. they run their fucking business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, you know, you have something like uh, uh, these places that, again, they're so busy all the time that it almost it might make up for the fact that people aren't tipping the fact that you're just so busy and like you had. You, does that make sense? Like you're just you just don't stop moving the whole time. And hope for the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I if you get a whole night of bottomless baskets, gift carters, that's a rough one. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. That is a very, very bad night for sure. 
Um, he used to, I remember when my, when I first started working there, um, oh, it was like, this wasn't when I first started, but when I worked there, um, post nine 11, they did a promotion where, um, kids ate for free if they recited the pledge of allegiance to you. And I was like, I don't have time to stand at this table and listen oh to these children say the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know why, but I was like, kids eat for free if they lost their parents in the towers. Like, oh, I don't know God. why I thought you were going to go that way. <laughs> Sorry, 20 years too soon. Show us the oh, kids eat for free if, if their dad has mesothelioma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to throw this in at the end right here since we're, we, should, we, should, we should wrap up. That Club Bees is what they actually call Applebee's. After 10 p.m., that's what it turns into. Go get yourself a big beer and dance the night away. Wow. At Club B's. I want I to experience mean, it at least once for sure. I, 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 this is another, you know, we have this, I have this whole uh, list from MASH uh, talking about, you know, things about Apple you didn't know. Uh, but employee turnover is a big problem in the restaurant industry, but the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that, um, anyway, whatever. Applebee's won awards for being great employers. In 2000, they experienced an employee turnover rate of only 146%, which is <gasps> wow, that's which is good. huge. But then they reduced it to 84 in 2004, which is great. But they, they basically, retention is very good. Um, they, they push for their staff to earn points and get prizes, you know, and there's money incentives. So at least they're winning awards for treating people. Well, I will say that. <laughs> and they have humane eggs that. and pork. That's another thing. They, I know. I thought that was interesting because that, um, seems to imply that, um, they serve eggs. Maybe since they were acquired by IHOP, uh, maybe some of yeah. them are now doing breakfast. I mean, shit, it would. But eggs, make eggs are sense. part of sauces and/or thickening agents or whatever. So yeah, maybe... and you need bacon for burgers. And oh, things and we like that. To, yeah, we did eggs on the salad. You'd have to. One of our opening duties was to smush the eggs through the like. Grates. Do you remember this? It was like a big bucket of eggs. No, I never did anything like this. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, it was my it was my favorite opening duty was to I set up like the salad station. Yeah, um, so you could crumble it for salads or chopped salads or okay. Yeah, so it was like you got you took out the big bucket of hard boiled eggs in fluid. Um, and you'd, <laughs> very gross. Yeah. And then there was like, just like a steel kind of great thing. And you just smush the eggs through it. And so they were like crumbles and then huh. you'd put sure, that on your eggy salads. crumbles, but it was, I'm, they were very, very cold and it like would hurt your hands a lot. <laughs> I'm so into this, but I'm also picturing the days that you're like stumbling in with a rancid hangover yeah. and you're like, dude, oh, and my, my side work is get you. Oh, oh my God. Seriously. I Baby. know nothing. My one of my, I wonder if this is a thing that you guys have encountered before, but it was so rampant at the Applebee's I worked at, which was, um, one of the closing duties obviously was to wrap silverware in a paper napkin. And it was like, if there's any silverware that needs to be wrapped, then you're not leaving until right. it is all been wrapped. 
Um, so people used to just throw massive, massive amounts of silverware in the trash can. Oh <laughs> like, my God. That's yeah, not good for our like, bottom line. <laughs> no, so much, so much silverware was going into the trash. And then, um, you would open a walk-in cooler to find salad dressing. You'd find just like a shit ton of silverware in there that someone had hid. Oh my God. So it's like the mafia. Door. It's like yeah. the mafia disappearing a body. Ridiculous. I mean, game the system. It's so innovative. I felt like I, I did. I worked with a bunch of other, um, just devious people and I, I loved it. I'm telling you, I, I would never, I'm like, everybody's put their heads down and get this done. Like don't <laughs> like, oh, oh man, my God. Well, Gwyneth, thank you for coming on and telling us all about your Applebee's days. Well, like, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know, like corporate franchises. There's so many amazing stories to be told. Obviously we're here for all of it, you guys. And we're glad we got to shine a light on just, a, albeit a small one, uh, on that side of the industry right. today. If this episode brought up memories, you know, good and bad, other thought ideas that are you're like, hey, you didn't cover this or what about this part of it, shout at us. Drop it on our Instagram. We will do more research and come back and talk about it. We love it when you guys suggest episode ideas and topics for us. Um, and again, any and all stories, server confessions, uh, did you smash uh, boiled eggs through a grater. Ta- we want to hear from you. How Side many pounds pot? of silverware did you throw away? <laughs> did you fucking bury at the bottom of the fucking East River? Um, <laughs> oh my god! Visual, just dumping the silverware in a lake, like in a, a natural water source at the end of the night, like a scene from Goodfellas. And it's like you're in the truck, like stabbing it, and then throwing the the yeah wrap rolled up touch- in a rug. There were actual crimes taking place at Applebee's. We'll oh, go into we will, it some other time. We will absolutely have to well, have you back and talk about your days working at music venues, which we always love to talk about. Oh, yeah. That you you have to come back. Honorary. It's so fun since we've had guests back in the, the new fall season. I'm dubbing all of the honorary anytime you want to join us co-hosts. Join the ranks of James Dunn. Come on anytime you like. Hell Yeah. <laughs> be amazing that'd be amazing um all right guys well you know what we say at the end of every episode godspeed and good tips we'll see you next week yeah thank you that's andrea's signature thing at the end she goes yeah thank you i love it great sign off Thank you.